All right. Okay, so last week it was very hot in here and I thought that I would be preaching under very hot conditions. Um, but no, <laughs> which is actually I'm really grateful for. But it can get very hot in here in summer and sometimes I actually just look up pictures of cold things on my phone. Uh, if you go, yeah, cold things. Um, just to take the edge off. In fact, my favourite is the site 230 Things That Are Cold. Uh, you can look that up if you're ever feeling a bit hot in here. Uh, in fact, here is a picture of an ice tunnel inside a glacier on a mountain in Switzerland where it was so numbingly chilly my skeleton was cold. But you'd never mistake pictures of cold things for actual cold things. Like they're, they, don't, they don't really actually cool me down in here. Now this is Thailand, not a cold place. Uh, I'll tell you how it's relevant momentarily. Now, I don't love Christmas. You know, I like the concept, um, but I am not a person who counts down the seconds. Uh, this is an actual book I was given at Christmas um, by my brother who knows me well. Um, Jesus is born. Genuinely, yay, I am happy about that. But all the other soul-eating flim-flam, you guys are still amused by Grumpy Cat, um, the family drama, like even this morning, just thinking about that Christmas day, I just sort of, my heart sunk. Uh, and, you know, and I have a lovely family, but uh, present and performance stress. Um, well, there are a multitude of angels singing reasons why I prefer Boxing Day. Uh, no pressure. Leftover food, new release blockbuster, I'm planning to go and see Wonder Woman, uh, Doctor Who Christmas special, although being 2020, of course, it's on New Year's uh, this year, next year. Uh -huh. um, so anyway, last year at Christmas, I fled the country. Now, Thailand, surprisingly, is actually that beautiful. Um, but the tour I went on was not as marketed and our Christmas meal was partly scavenged at 7-Eleven. True story. I actually, I think I suppressed that until I was remembering it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. 7-Eleven, woo! Um, but I'm sure that my Christmas woes are not unique. Well, I mean, the details are definitely unique. Um, but it isn't always easy to be joyful. I've realised I can't see you guys properly over the pile of presents. So I'm just going to move them slightly. There we go. Um, and not just in Christmas, that Christmas, but in general, as followers of Jesus, you know, Joy in all circumstances, but I mean, you know, we have work burdens, family struggles, illness. It, it can be hard to, to sit in God's joy when some of that stuff is bombarding you. The specific joy at Christmas and Advent, of course, is I bring you news of great joy. A child is born, you'll find him in a manger, saviour of the world. And, you know, that is joyful. Um, but Advent, let me, let me think about Advent. Advent a momentous arrival that has been awaited has the same root, a thing about to happen, as adventure, a wild and exciting undertaking. Advent, the season where we await Jesus' arrival. Well, I think that we always live in another long season of Advent or adventure where we wait Jesus' second and permanent arrival. You see, I think a little bit we have mistaken the invitation for the celebration. Now, invitations are cool. I mean, you know, I tried to sort of get a bit of glitter on there, beautiful calligraphy. You know, they look special. Hopefully you did get one as you came in. But you would never mistake the invitation for the party itself. Oh, now that I have this invitation, everything in my life is complete. No. Um, we know that it alerts us to an event. The piece of paper and the event are of different kinds. 
Now, Christmas, the birth of Jesus, is, it is a joyous and momentous event, but there is actually an even bigger event in store. And I am not heading to Calvary here either. Now, that is the most momentous event in history. It is the purchase for the party. Without it, there is no party. And Christmas, in this analogy, is the invitation. The party is the time when the joy will be fully realised, such that the joy that we have experienced on earth will seem as little as a card invitation is to the actual event itself. Now, the joy of Advent is rejoice. The Lord has come, the earth receives its king, but it's a taster. I mean, Jesus was only here for 33 years and his ministry was only three of that before he left. And then he left us to do the stuff that he did with the spirit led by the father. But living as we do in the now and the not yet, while we have joy, we do, we have salvation, we know and we live with Jesus. Um, You know, we still see him at work when we pray, but it is not the full realization of joy. We live in the advent for his eternal reign. Now, here is another way of looking at it. Last week, while um, the young adults were doing a fantastic job, I was looking at the four posters. And as I looked at them, I almost saw them, and this is just a, a thought in my head, it was almost chronological. Um, you know, we, had the, we have hope. Before Jesus arrived, they had hope of his arrival. And when he arrived, peace uh, at Christmas. And that also brought in, it heralded joy. We are invited. Joy begun, but not fully realized. Because love, well, that's eternity. You know, that is what we are invited to. But I know most people don't think about eternity much. Like, you know, if we were to go to another country, if, if you're like me, you study a guidebook, you know, what to expect, what to prepare, you know. But, you know, we're going to spend literally eternity in eternity, um, but we possibly prepare for it less than a trip to Woolworths. You know, we perhaps shove it to our lattermost later pile. You know, it's quite possible. It's quite possible that we are not excited or joyful about heaven. So let's unpack it. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there's a thing on YouTube called unboxing. This is where people and children literally watch somebody else open something, unwrap it, and take the stuff out. People make money doing this. I mean, it's nuts. But it's the same kind of thing as, you know, seeing a present opening. So who would like... These are two very real presents that I am going to give to people today. I haven't chosen who. Who would like a present? All right. Yeah, okay. David's keen. All right. Um, I reckon, David, I'm going to give you the big one. Yeah. Okay, come on over. So you guys are going to see some unboxing. Now, I should add the box itself is not the present. There's something inside the box. I just had to use a box. And it is a bit damp underneath for a reason. Um, so please, yeah, wrap it. Unwrap it. Do you hate those people who, like, finically, you know, they, they slide their finger around the tape? This is how you should unwrap people. Like, just rip. Now, it's not a box of wine. That's just I've moved recently and this is a box I had available. Yeah, just chuck it on the ground. Make a mess. Oh, oh, and there we go. Yeah. But this is very good for someone who has grandchildren, I think, uh, this present. Now, it is cold because I had thought it was going to be cold today, hot today, and so I had put it in the freezer. Uh, but here, this is a present for you. What have you got? Super duper, super duper. Super So you can stick that in your freezer and anytime anyone comes over in this hot summer. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. All right. Now, I have another present. So, there's real stuff in here. It's not terrible. I, I nearly wrapped up a picture of the Queen because I just have a weird sense of humour. Uh, anyone else want a present? All right, you want a present. All right, come on over. Come and get it. You, you guys don't want presents. Who are you? I would be like, you know, boom, give me. All right, please unwrap. This paper might not be as easy, so you might need to slide your finger under the sticky tape. Yeah, just, yeah. 
You can shake it if you want to. It's not going to break. Is it ticking? <laughs> now, that would have been funny. Um, I had some really weird ideas of what I was going to pack. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not a clothesline. That, that is the box for my clothesline, which I put up myself. Thank you very much. All right. I think maybe this end. It should be able to hopefully. There we go. This is a very Tavia gift. <laughs> oh, look at that face. Yes. <laughs> it's only very appropriate for someone who took Jive up for a long time. Do you want to show them? <laughs> it's Tim Tams. <laughs> I have to give people Tim Tams. It's my thing. All right. You know, I reckon you enjoyed watching that. You know, we, we love the anticipation and the tension of surprise, the suspense. Oh, what could be inside? And we kind of like the satisfaction of the reveal. Um, you know, I love a good reveal. I'm sure you do too on TV or YouTube. You know, makeovers, weight loss shows, house renovations. You know, I will admit, I occasionally, you know, go onto YouTube and watch somebody do their hair and makeup and, and I enjoy the wow of the transformation. All right. Hear that rain coming down. That is a blessing. Now, God has told us some, but not everything about what is to come. And I think maybe God enjoys a good reveal. You know, he likes a bit of mystery. We know that. And heaven is wrapped up in some description that, you know, we, we don't quite get it. You know, we can't quite see what's going on because there's in how he, de he describes it. So let's, let's read some of these heavenly descriptions. It's a mansion. He goes to prepare a place for us. Um, we know that there's going to be heaps and heaps of people from all different tribes and tongues there. Um, there's a throne of God. We're not going to be unhappy because, you know, we're not going to need to cry anymore. Um, the walls are made out of precious stones. The gates, I actually only clicked to this this week. I'm like, oh, is that why they're called the pearly gates? Because the gates are literally made from like this huge pearl. Um, the streets are made of gold. Uh, they don't need the sun because of God's glory. There's a tree. In fact, there might be a couple trees. There's like one in the street, one on either side of the river. It's, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's lots of angels, um, you know. So it's all a bit wrapped up mysteriously, a bit like a present. Now, we know that the universe is going to get wrapped up like a scroll, a bit like wrapping paper on a roll. And there's some really interesting physics there. If you ever want to check out the theories on this, trycreation.com. I went down that rabbit hole uh, while I was preparing. And we know that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. A cosmos in which burdens, struggles, illness, pettiness, evil, people cutting you off in traffic, um, missing out on stuff, crying babies, toothache, stub toes, neighbours having an argument when you're trying to sleep. Uh, there won't be any chores, bills, bills, more bills. They will be no more. I mean, talk about the wow of the transformation. That is a before and after I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing. I mean, that's the unboxing of all unboxing, coming soon to a reality near you. Um, but it is, it's kind of hard to get, at least for me, I get, I find it hard to get a sense of or get excited about perfection. You know, it seems all white and shiny and non-stick and if I touch it, it'll get dirty, so it's better if I don't. Um, now, a writer called George MacDonald said, there is no heaven with a little bit of hell in it. It's like the ad for New Zealand. It's 100% perfect. So let's see if our Trista can get this playing for us. Oh, yep. Don't know if the sound will play. There's some music. They're like, come to New Zealand. It's beautiful. Oh, there we go. It's 100% perfect. 
I did take this from the Gruen transfer. For anyone uh, not quite catching it at home, they also have 0% military. 100% there for the taking. <laughs> this was an ad where they were trying to uh, convince people to invade New Zealand. Or convince Australia specifically. All right. Um, and like New Zealand... Heaven is 100% there for the taking, for our taking if we want it. Uh, and not one bit of sin, you can stop the video, yay. And not one bit of sin comes with us. Um, so let's get a bit more specific because, you know, we get a bit the cliche of there's no evil, there's no tears. Um, maybe we that sort of goes over our heads. So let's get specific. There will be no anxiety. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, no fear of the dark. No abuse. Uh no war, which maybe for us isn't very exciting, but for you know some people right now, that thought is really good. Uh, no injustice. I hate injustice. One of those things where I just... Uh, no sickness. No death. No abandoned animals, which for some reason makes me more angry than all of the other things I just listed. Uh, no oppression. Uh, no unassailable strongholds. Don't you hate it when you pray and the thing just... Uh, um, no doubt. Uh, no shame. No unforgiveness, you know, no estranged family. No unhealable ache in your heart. No hopeless tears. I mean, that, that is wonderful consider and, to consider and, frankly, that gives me joy. I actually particularly like no more doubts because I occasionally have my doubts about this whole Christian thing. But, you know, that moment where we see Jesus and I'll be like, I didn't fool myself, you know, this is real. The relief that will come from that certainty will be wonderful because when he comes back, there will be no mistake about who Jesus is or what he's done. Uh, in Philippians 2.10, we're told that on Jesus' day of victory, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. We will be celebrating the ultimate fall of evil, all that stuff I listed before, and the ultimate win of Jesus over it. I mean, if you like sport or competition, this is going to be better. Uh, you know, the origin, you know, where apparently our team won this year, I don't know. Um, this is better uh, they did? Okay. <laughs> um, now, I did hear some people cheering from, you know, <laughs> in the neighbourhood. I was like, oh, they seem happy. Um, <laughs> now, as kingdom people, we get to see a bit of the game, a bit of heaven advancing and taking ground as we pray and we see people healed and released. But this, this is going to be the win. I mean, think about the other side. Um, our diabolic opposition who divides our families wreaks havoc on nations, perpetuates injustice, famine, oppression, inequality, suffering, manipulates our education system, deceives our culture, abuses our children. I frankly, I want that side to go down. I mean, call me petty, but I'm going to enjoy being on the winning side, on Jesus' side, watching the other team not just lose, but be ground so deep into the earth it reaches hell itself. Yeah, that's right. Every high thing, the cosmic powers of this universe that have lifted themselves up for millennia in defiance of God's good reign will bow down. Every stronghold and oppressive force that has kept humans bound and captive will be broken. And you're allowed to clap that. You're allowed to be joyful. Yes. And I want to be there at the wind going, booyah, Jesus did that. Watch him take the touchdown, the playoff, the goal, the hoop, the you know, blinging playoff of all playoffs. And heads up, he will take it. He will win. And I want to be there to see it because he will bring justice and vengeance, which is his to take, on evil once and for all. And it is okay to rejoice in that. Thinking on that helps me have joy in Jesus the victor. And then we will party. 
And it will be the most, you know, after the most momentous bringing down in history and the rising up and winning of Jesus, that party for King Jesus is the eternity to which we are invited, where we are in the presence of Jesus and his eternal reign of integrity, goodness, truth, peace, love, physical, mental, emotional health, which I personally am really excited about, beauty, just everywhere, unity, all that was tasted in his time on earth brought into permanent existence. And that is why I gave you a party popper, because if that is not worth celebrating, I think, I mean, I think that's worth celebrating. So I'm going to pop a party popper. You can too. Yeah. Nice. You know, this is the time to celebrate for a moment that Jesus, what Jesus has won and will bring into full realisation. That's cool. It's a sound. I love gun smoke right now. I love it. Um, but, you know, sometimes it can be hard to get into. And I love that you guys popped those poppers. That was awesome. I mean, the symbolic imagery of, for the, the party, for, you know, heaven as a place, is, you know, a great banquet, a wedding feast. Um, it's all, you know, it's a little bit Israeli you know, 2,000 years ago. Uh, trumpet sounding, jewels and gold, mansions. It, it, to me, it doesn't always necessarily awaken us a keenness to head off, let's go. Um, and I think some of it is that we don't yet have a complete capacity to grasp heaven, but we will because we will be transformed too. The Bible is clear we're going to have a new body and I rejoice in the aches, the, the idea of no aches, of stiffness going, making that ugh sound every time I crouch down. Um, you know, no headaches, you know, and think about Jesus' heavenly body. He ate, yes. I mean, it, it does say that there'll be no hunger or thirst, but it, actually it's saying really there's just going to be no starvation, that type of hunger. We're still going to eat. In fact, we're going to eat quite a lot, I hope. Uh, it's a feast. It's a wedding feast. You know, he could be touched. Uh, he walked through walls. He flew. I mean, ascended into heaven is just, you know, well-behaved language for Jesus could fly. I mean, that's cool. Um, I love that kid, whoever drew that. He's like, yeah, Jesus, woohoo. Um, you know, we're going to have transformed bodies. And thinking about that, every time I wake up in the morning gives me joy. It's like, oh, it's going to be good. The thing is, we are made for heaven. It is the place for those of us misfits who have never really felt like they fitted in, where we will at last belong. We will breathe our native air. And if you've ever travelled overseas or even just been away and come home, you know something of how good it is just to, you know, just to be home. Um, or if you've ever longed for something and had the fulfilment of it. Heaven is the ultimate fulfillment of our longings. You know, this year, towards the end of the year, I was just like, I was longing for this holiday like never before, you know. And heaven will be that fulfillment, but on an exponential scale. We've heard a lot about exponential scales this year. Well, this is going to be a pandemic of joy. It will just be more and more and more. That's pretty cool. In Corinthians, Paul describes our understanding of how... Of, Right now, it's like being through, seeing through a mirror darkly, whereas we're going to see clearly in eternity. And I, I put a picture up there because if it helps to understand, he wasn't thinking about one of our glass mirrors, but actually looking at a reflection in metal. I think some of the mysteries may become clear because we ourselves will understand clearly. C.S. Lewis uses a range of analogies where he talks about how rather than heaven being insubstantial or mist-like, which I actually think just comes from all the cloud imagery, it is instead more substantial. It is realer than our reality. It's like we're going to go into 3D after being in 2D. 
you know, stones and jewels that live rather than dead things. You know, it's going to be like a plant compared to a seed. And this, that is actually a picture of a mustard uh, tree with some people underneath it. And that's the tiny seed. Um, you know, it's, it's so much better as to not quite be able to be described in earthly terms. So we have all this imagery that we don't quite get. But the thing is, I'm actually not too worried about what it's like because I just, I know that it will be better. So there's this story. There's this rich man who on his deathbed negotiates with God to allow him to bring his earthly treasures with him when he comes to heaven. And God's like, mm, well, you have been very faithful. Okay, one suitcase. So this guy presents himself at the pearly gates, or the gates made of pearl. Suitcase in hand, both hands actually, since he'd stuffed it with as many bars of gold as he could fit. Now, St. Peter, you know, it's unsure. He's like, oh, he's just, okay, no, there's an exception. But he asked to see inside. And so he sees the gold and he says, you bought pavement? The things that we value so highly in this life will be used to pave the roads in heaven. You know, that's good. And, and, but here's the other thing. We have this complicated relationship with joy. The notion lurks, as C.S. Lewis, that to desire our own good and earnestly to hope for the enjoyment of it is a bad thing somehow. We are allowed joy. I know that I, because of the way I grew up, there are there's some things where I don't always feel that I'm allowed joy, but we are. Good things are allowed to happen to us. I used to have this feeling that if, you, if things were good, I'm like, something bad's going to happen. Now, I realised that was actually the enemy. And that's, it was such a release to be freed from that, to go, when I'm feeling good, I'm allowed to keep feeling good. I don't have to start feeling bad just so that, you know, to push the, the badness away. Uh now, you know, I've tried to sort of give us the vibe for this, you know, invitations, unexpected presents, party poppers. I'm trying to help you tangibly get the vibe of joy. And one way to do that, since it would have involved a risk management plan to have the sparklers I did think about, is sugar. You know, COVID safe, pre-wrapped sugar. So who'd like a minty? You, you guys are like minties? All right, I'll throw some in your direction. I'm, I'm not a good thrower, so I'm just going to throw... This is actually a very drama teacher thing. We have theatre sports competitions where we literally throw... Anybody over here want a minty? Yes, all right. Woo! Oh, wow, you just like got sprayed with minties. Anyone in the middle want minties? Are you guys too cool for minties? All right, I'm going to try and aim at the back, but it's probably going to hit people in the middle, so you may have to throw it back to them. Oh, my gosh, I don't think I... I am not designed for this sporting... <laughs> oh, yeah! Okay, so anyone want a mini, go and grab it. I have got more, so anyone else want a mini still? Yeah, all right, those like, yes, the guys in the middle. All right, heaps for you guys. Oh, yeah, anyone else? I've still got more. You guys, oh, Bren's got the attitude, that's right. Woo! <laughs> I love the way that, I've still got more, so you can come later if you want them. Uh, when, I, when I visit the church, mess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Surprise, I have dramatic bones. Um, I am good at being unhappy, but I am also equally good at letting myself experience joy. I put time limits and boundaries on my sad feels. They need to be felt, but not lingered over. Joy, on the other hand, is allowed to be infinite. You know, we don't, I don't think we just have the capacity yet to fully experience how much joy is awaiting us. You know, joy is allowed to be savoured, to be relished, to be sat in, just to be in the moment of, this is good. I think that's what God was doing at the end of each creation day. I think he looked, he was just sitting in the moment. You know, I've created, it's good. You know, God experienced joy. And, and joy isn't always fireworks, though it can be. It can just be that satisfaction of, you know, job well done. 
You know, they're going to be tasks for us in heaven, but they're going to be ones that fulfill us rather than drain us. You know, joy can be just resting after hard labor. You know, you've worked hard and, you know, in this, this life, you know, there'll be some of that joy of just resting in heaven. You know, I think about like a hot shower and a massage and a burger and a refreshing drink after you've done some really hard yard work. Or just physical ardour itself. Now, this may not be your thing, but I actually get a lot of joy from a good run with a bit of a sprint at the end, you know? Think about the things that give you joy. They're going to be different than mine. I mean, mine are things like I love to dive in coral or the unbelievable beauty and majesty of some of Earth's landscapes. The night sky with the stars, you know, the planets in a line past the, you know, Southern Cross. Um, or something as simple as a purring, curled-up cat with, you know, its belly of fur exposed and you just rub it. Um, or a crackling fire with snow outside, which we can actually almost get the vibe of because it's colder today. Um, you know, or sitting down with a movie or a book or a show that you just know is going to be good. Um, salted caramel. You know, people who just, you know, they're being in their presence, you know, just gives us joy. And here is a heavenly thought. We give God joy. One of the things you may not have considered about eternity is that the same God who looked at creation with divine appreciation and said, good, very good, will also, and I think this is quite amazing, look at us and say the same. Um, When I first typed that in my notes, and even now I can feel it, it actually brought me to tears because it's such a wonder. Here are C.S. Lewis's words again. With the untainted pleasure of a child who has been praised, the redeemed soul, beyond all hope and nearly beyond all belief, learns at last <laughs> so good she has pleased him who she was created to please <laughs> and this is joy just it's sad tear joy because we don't have the capacity so it comes out in weird ways like tears to please god is to be a real ingredient in the divine happiness to be loved by god not merely pitied but delighted in and this is his joy this is like a over you know a feedback loop as an artist delights in his work or a father and a son it seems impossible a weight of glory which our thoughts can hardly sustain but so it is (laughs) you know this is this is what joy looks like sometimes because it just bursts out of us in weird ways joy isn't always loud and obvious and though it can be and jesus return certainly will be but sometimes joy is just present in in quiet awe which is what I'm experiencing. And we know from Revelation 8, 1, that heaven can be silent, or at least briefly for half an hour. Um, This eternity, and I don't know about you, but I'm definitely getting more excited, anticipating the advent of Jesus' second arrival. You know, the joy, what we have waiting for us, but it's actually, it's what we have here. You know, I'm experiencing right now, we are kingdom people, and what I'm describing and feeling is the kingdom. We are in the business of eternity, the kingdom breaking into now, bringing all that I've described to now, bringing, they call it pop-up store-style experiences of eternity, you know? We're extending the invitation, the adventure. We're heralding the king has come and the king is coming back. Think about who you want to share eternity with. Invite them to the party. You know, where's that little invitation, you know? Christmas is a great opportunity to say, you know what, I actually think there's something far, far better than Christmas that awaits. You know, and that is breaking in. It can break in any day of the year. And that's why it doesn't bother me that Christmas Day, whether it's a success or not, my happiness, my joy, my peace, my hope do not rest on a day of the year or a season, which the world has with its usual grubby fingers, you know, made a bit mucky. 
My joy rests on a foundation entirely not in this world, and that is why it's firm and reliable. And I know that what tastes I've had of joy are like a card inviting you to a party compared to the party itself. The difference is exponentially more. Revelation 19.9, that's what's written on your little invitation. Then the angel said to me, write this, blessed, which means lucky beyond lucky, are those who are invited to the wedding supper, celebration, jubilation, cosmic, apocalyptic, victory, coronation of the Lamb, Jesus, King, Victor, Friend, Saviour. And then he added, these are the true words of God. and You are invited. Which means you can have said no or just not replied. Jesus is extremely blunt. You have to RSVP. It is not sentimental or nice Christmassy to say so, but avoiding the fate of not being in heaven is worth emulating Jesus who didn't worry about offending people to save them from something worse than hurt feelings. I've accepted I'm going to be there and I know many, if not hopefully all of you, will be too. And that is why we rejoice in Advent. He has come and he is coming back. So I'm going to pray and um, just going to sit a little bit in, in God's presence for a moment. Father, I thank you that you created joy. It's your idea. And any counterfeit the enemy tries to create just ends up being like tinsel. It's just, it's, it's, it's all glitter but no substance. You created the real thing. And Lord, for anybody who's either here or who listens to this later on the, the, the stream or the video, who hasn't RSVP'd yet, Lord, I just thank you that you are speaking to them now. It's a conversation for, for them to have with you or you to have with each other. Lord, I thank you that there is so much more than the stuff I've even mentioned. Increase our capacity, Lord, to experience your joy. Your joy in us. How much you genuinely... I think for some people that, that bit about, you know, that God is going to appreciate them may have been really hard to accept. So I just pray that, that you, Lord, will just increase their capacity to really truly comprehend that you really genuinely, I mean, love has sort of become cheap, but you have joy in them, that you, you are just so, you look at them and you're just so, so, so happy that we don't have words to quite grasp it. All of our very strongest feelings are just glimpses of just how you feel about everyone here. And so, Lord, as we head into Christmas and this, all its distractions and its, its attempts to emulate as a season the true things that are, that are good, the, the real heart, which is, it is, it's your arrival, Jesus, to make an end to all the things that hurt and to herald the, the eternal reign that you have is already started of every good thing that you have planned and in store. So, Lord, help that to just be really present with us uh, as we, we, you know, we experience what are very real joys of this season too. 
um, but also sometimes hurts and things that are tricky and difficult. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to be with us in that. Pray this in your name, Father. Now, if you want prayer, there is always this space. I think is this is definitely a, a weak point between earth and heaven here because there's, there's good stuff that happens down here. So if you do want prayer, feel free to come down. Uh, if, if you want to, you know, RSVP, definitely come on down. <laughs> We'd love to pray with you. Um, but otherwise, please head off into this wonderful Christmas season um, with all its difficulties and wonder all mixed together as it is on here on earth.